So I want to switch and get into a little bit of manifestation and, you know, a spiritual journey. And we touched on, you do, you do believe in manifesting and you kind of talked about like how you manifest by like journaling and prayer. Do you do affirmations and vision boards or is it just more like the written and the um, praying aspect? I, I do all of it, girl. Mm. I do vision boards, I do affirmations, I meditate, I talk to God, I write it down. Um, in Christianity, they teach you life and death is in the power of the tongue. These mm-hmm. things that are not as though they were, and that's how I was raised. But as I began to live, mm-hmm. you know, manifesting and vision boards really became powerful to me. And there's a lot of, I've always been a good writer. I write poems and I've always been able to write good stories. I'm not a great storyteller. I'm not good at that, but I can write well. And journalizing and having my diary, and I'm realizing like so many things have come to pass that I've written and I realize how powerful it was. And I have a vision board and on my vision board was properties and planes and cars and stocks and slowly but surely they're all coming to pass mm-hmm. it, it, it's it's power and you have to put the, the thing about the vision board is you have to put it somewhere you see it every single day to remind you of your goals yes and you have to start doing that work and and, and start putting that in there and before you know it you will achieve them so everything I feel like I make a vision board for the next year and I usually, it takes me a little over a year to accomplish those things on the vision board and that's okay. It's no time frame. Whatever you don't accomplish that year, put on next year's vision board. But yes, I do it all. And I think it's very important to, you have to see it to believe it a lot of times. So you have to imagine it. You have to manifest it. You have to start showing up as that person. You have to start walking on the path with the person that already has those things. You have to start doing the things that that person would do. Dressing the way that person would dress. Talk the way that. Present yourself as that person. Be that person that you want to be. Mm. Yes. If you want to be fit, start being fit. giving me life you give me life you don't even know it (laughs) so would you say like manifest manifestation is i don't want to say like is a spiritual journey like or is it like a part of it and what does that look like oh it's a spiritual journey because in manifesting is believing it's it's having faith how can you have faith without believing in something how can you manifest without believing in something? Because manifesting in itself is bringing something that isn't to pass. Like you have to, you're bringing it in, you're giving life, you're giving birth. That is miraculous. That is, if that, that is spiritual all the way. There's no science behind that. I mean, I'm sure there might be, but overall, that is, that's a spiritual journey. 
and things don't come to pass because they have low faith. You got to leave, baby. Yeah, but like the like the scripture says, faith without works is dead. You can have Absolutely. faith and pray, but do the work too. You have. That's why I said you have to start showing up as that person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Already seeing yourself as that person. That's for sure. Start doing those things that that person would do. Mm-hmm. I stretch every single morning. I read my word every morning. I have prayer every morning. I just now started doing push-ups every morning because I don't like my arm. But I'm I'm making business moves that I never thought because I, I have a, I, I'm retiring in ten years, ten to twelve years. Yes, I know that's right. Claim it. So I'm you know I'm putting money in a Roth IRA account, mm-hmm. about three to five hundred dollars every single month. So when I retire, I have two point five million. I am not playing. I am showing up as that boss woman every single day. You, you got to do what you got to do. Yes, for the gems. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's that's right. Show up as that person. How would that person move? How would that person think? You got to. You have to. Exactly. Exactly. So you teaching me a lot. And hopefully when people hear this, they'll learn something too. But you definitely teach me a lot right now. So what is some mm-hmm. advice for those that don't know how to start or want to know how to start? Visualize what you want. Decide what you want. You decide what you want first. I think have a clear picture of what you want in life and what you want to gain out of it where you want to be and then make a plan to get there and start following that plan and of course you're going to have some some deterrence along the way things aren't going to go according to that plan all the time but you need to have a a basis a guideline Mm -hmm. and start showing up that person also being successful is you have to change your mindset but more importantly or equally as important you have to change your circle speak on that there is no way you can be a millionaire and all your friends are broke Mm. Ooh, that's worse than a struggle love it's not it, it doesn't work it doesn't work. It's not. It, it's not going to work. You have to change your mindset, and you have to surround. Me personally, I've always loved being around beautiful women. I've loved being around accomplished women, people, women that are further along in life than I am. Friends that I've met outside of college are well in their thirties and forties, mainly forties, um, because I want to learn. I want. I'm. I've started cultivating relationships with millionaires because that's what I'm trying to be. I hang around married people because that's what I want to be. See what that looks like. See what they did. And while your journey might be a little bit different, but they can give you some advice. They can be a resource. 
Definitely. So I say, figure out what you want in this life. Change your mindset about your, you have to change your perspective. Change your, change your mindset. Realize that there's a different option, a different alternative. Make a plan to get there and change your circle. that you big on that working mm-hmm. if you change your circle they can help you come up with the plan right and, and hell if you've already pointed out the plan and you change your circle they can be like oh no 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 you ain't got to do that <laughs> this is what you do mm. Mm. But do you ever feel bad? And I don't know if this is like a savior complex type thing about leaving people behind. <laughs> well, so my circle has always been small. I've only had, I've always kept a very, very small circle and my friends are 10 plus years. Uh, the relationship that I ended recently was the first time I actually lost a friend. Mm. Um, do I feel bad about it? No. Do I desire to relate? I'm grieving the relationship still, but I don't want it back. Gotcha. Um, no. Mm-mm. We're just at two different places in our lives. And like I said earlier, you have to live for you. You have to whatever decision you're going to make, people are going to talk about it anyway. They're going to disagree. It doesn't matter. You have to be okay with the decisions that you make. And I would not be okay if I stayed in that relationship. Hmm. I was just, I was disrespecting myself. If someone is disrespecting you and you continue to allow it, you're disrespecting yourself at this point. You're betraying yourself. And I was, I was teeter-tottering on that line of betraying myself. And like I said, my boundaries, non-negotiables, some of them, we'll get into that, but you have to know your non-negotiables and my non-negotiables are that and they were getting pushed, so no, it's done. And that's nothing to ever feel guilty about. I like that. And I, I think it's, it's also how you handle it, how you do it. I think that is just as important. Like when I say I handled that situation so gracefully, mm. she even started being petty. And I didn't respond to it. I didn't react to it. I said, okay. And she apologized for it. And I was like, okay. Wasn't even mad. Mm, I broke that, that's gross. I said, Girl, I broke my lease. And I said, hey, I terminated our lease. My last day is this day. Mm. Mm. I like that. I like the self-respect that you have. Very admirable. Before therapy, it would have been a different scenario. <laughs> oh, it would have been a different scenario. Oh, I was just like, look at God. He knew. I, I would have handled that bad. Ooh. Oh, it would have been different. I would have questioned who I was. It would have been different. 
Ooh. Yeah. But I didn't. It, it didn't get there, and I'm so thankful for that. Because mm. when I told other people the story, they was just like, "What?" <laughs> and you know, when a black person said, "You better than me," that is not a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I got. I got a few of those. It was like, "Whoa, mm. you better than me." <laughs> mm. Yeah. But That's I was really, I'm proud of myself. Yeah. If they tell you that, you know it's some growth. Right. Definitely. So on this journey of manifestation and spirituality, I'm sure you have tapped into your feminine side, but I feel like you, you were already tapping into your feminine side, even from junior high, high school. <laughs> so what does being feminine mean to you? Well, mostly, I'm a feminine woman, and I, so thank you. I do find myself to be very feminine. Um, so, discerning feminine energy and my characteristics was different. And what I mean by that is because life can bring out certain things in you that aren't in your feminine energy, and you're not walking in your feminine state, and you do do something or do too much that you start exhibiting some masculine characteristics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I had to, I'm, and I'm actually about to start some feminine coaching because um, I do find myself to be feminine and I do believe in traditional roles, but I want to find my, I'm um, starting some coaching, femininity coaching on Monday because I want to ensure I never step out of my feminine energy again, especially not for no man. I know it's like, there's power in your femininity. Yes, ma'am. And when you really start walking in, okay, so let me answer your question. <laughs> yes, ma'am. It means to me being true to yourself mm-hmm. as a woman and embracing the vulnerability of a woman, embracing the sensuality of a woman. And it's kind of going back to the basics to me mm-hmm. without compromising your independence. I feel like people don't think there's a duality there where if you're independent, then you can't be feminine because you have your own. No, I'm very much so independent and have my own and still very feminine. I don't, I personally don't believe in dating girls, as I mentioned. Um, I believe femininity is Embracing wholeheartedly all aspects of a woman. And like I said, our vulnerability, our sensuality, our emotional state, our our need to nurture, our need to love. The attributes of a woman's psyche is in in, in, in holding on, holding true to those and embracing those. I'm not saying let your emotions take the lead. No, that's unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Femininity is an evolved, healed woman that embraces all aspects of her and has reached back to the core and the values of her and is true to that and sticks to that. 
to me that is femininity. And not stepping outside of that. Like if you're a feminine woman, you're going to bring out attributes of a man just by staying in your lane. You get so much more with honey than you do with vinegar. When I was in my relationship, I didn't have to pay any bills. When he would go to the grocery store, he was like, what do you need? He bought my groceries. Mm. Yes. Just being you and <laughs> I don't really like spending money on a man, but I do give a man. I give, I spoil a man. And I think you spoil and you treat a man. Right. As, as long as he's doing it for you. Exactly. Because, like, you can't outgive a woman. Mm. Whatever you give a woman, she will multiply. And so I think anytime you have to start finding yourself combative for love or saying I deserve this and you need to do this or when you have to start saying those things now I'm not saying don't communicate like hey we need to talk about this or whatever but anytime you find yourself in a tug and war battle of love of feeling unfulfilled or are solving a man is a problem solver if you have to start in there and start figuring out how the bill is going to get paid and you've got to move furniture and you got a grown man sitting there you got to start fixing things around the house and taking out the trash man stay in your lane i don't believe in touching the door if i'm in a relationship I don't believe in touching trash if I'm in a relationship. But that's me. Now, that is also me. Mm-hmm. But like I said, being feminine is being true to who you are and embracing all aspects of a woman. For sure. And you shouldn't have to come out of that in a relationship or for a man. No, I was from my uncles. I was always told or taught Mm-mm. if you were out with a man, he is to open them doors. Absolutely. And if you have to teach a man, you shouldn't want him. <laughs> yes. And um, I knew that, but you know what? Um, another man told me that. I was on a solo date and there's a place that they play live jazz and the band was there and I got a table close to the band. Mm-hmm. All older gentlemen, they came to my table and talked to me. And one man was very intrigued with me. And he was like, why? He of course inquired why I was alone and we talked and he said, mm-hmm. <laughs> he said, well, if you gotta teach him, you shouldn't want him. And I said, and that's why I'm alone. That's a fact. If you have to teach a man how to, like I said, specifics, even specifics, a man that is interested in you will observe you. Mm. He'll watch you. So it's really not much that you should have to say to a man. 
if you're with the Evolve man and your room is pink and he walk in your room, he should know your favorite color is pink. <laughs> right. Men, a man that wants like girls, that's that's what femininity is to me. I can go on for that. Oh, all in all, that's what it is. So for women that have been in their masculine for so long, and I'm not saying you have all the answers, I just want to get your perspective. How how could they go about tapping into their femininity? By healing. Mm-hmm. Good place to start. Healing. Um, you got to heal first. Right? And you have to... Establish what that looks like for you, and 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 what, understand what femininity is, and what a man is supposed to do, so that you can see what you were doing wrong and what you weren't supposed to be doing. There's a certain if I have a man around and there's a man around, there's certain things I'm just not going to say or deal with because he needs to step up, and if he's not like. Feminine energy brings out masculine energy, and masculine energy brings out feminine energy. Mm-hmm. It's a yin and yang, and both are needed. Wow. So start hanging around masculine men. Start hanging around feminine women. Start establishing, start healing, and start. You know, when you've ever been with someone or experiencing someone or you know around someone and you start seeing their inconsistencies so you're starting to say well let's do this instead and so you start trying to fix those inconsistencies by like either planning the date or paying for the date or who got for a date please don't ever pay for a date I don't I'm not asking if you ever did I please don't ever pay for a date Oh my lord. I've done it. <laughs> okay. Alright. You know what? It's okay. I've, I've had an experience. I remember I went out. This man asked to take me out. And I he split the bill. And I was just like, ill. And in my head, I was like, do you need me to pay for yours as well? I stopped talking to him. Oh, my whole attitude shifted. I had an attitude after that. I got in my car and I drove home. I didn't talk to him Ooh. Yeah, I was definitely not in the headspace. I was now. I'm, mm-mm. 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 I'm not planning no dates. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Mm-mm. Because I, like I said, I think the point of dating is for you to show me how you can provide. Oof. So... Why would I why would I plan and plan for a date? This is your audition, not mine. <laughs> yes. Ooh. Yes. I'm really gonna keep this in mind because my date my date that I pretend on. My <laughs> mine was I was worthy of that date. Okay. 
But I won't, yeah, I won't be doing, I would not make them see mistakes ever again, not as I am learning more and more. And that's all, that's all we can ask for. Just learn from us. Mm-hmm. I mean, cause I, I have accepted some scenarios and I was like, girl, what the hell? And even when I was accepting it, I knew it didn't feel right. And when I, that's when I feel, when you know it doesn't feel right. Even if you don't know what femininity is and you haven't really tapped into your feminine self, mm-hmm. when it, it feels off, when it's not what you, when it's less than what you deserve and desire. I really want to cry. Women want to feel loved and nur- and, and protected. Yes. We're all little girls that want to feel protected by our men. Yeah. And and loved. And a man that loves you is gonna protect you. He's gonna care for you. He's not going to, to make like part of that protection is, is paying for dinners and paying for dates. Like you're protecting my finances, you're protecting my mind, you're protecting my body. And a true man is not going to risk having sex with you early, too early on and risk the relationship. Mm. Mm. He's gonna protect you. I'm so disappointed in me. Don't be, he's gonna protect you. He's gonna, I sent a message to a man one day and I was like, oh yeah, let me see if I can find it. It was good. I was proud of myself. Uh, it was along the lines of, as a black man, you should feel an innate need to protect black women. And I said, the fact that I've had to protect my mind, my emotions, and my body from you, you should feel ashamed as a black man. Mm. And I said, we will no longer be, I'm no longer entertaining this. Because I, I, I've entertained it a little over a month. And I was, because I liked him. I did. I liked him. And I thought, I knew... Even if we didn't have a relationship romantically, I, I felt like we could have had a good friendship. Mm-hmm. But I, I read him for Phil mm. that day. I said, you should you should feel ashamed as a black man that I've had to protect myself from you. And I said, yeah, we're, I'm, I'm done with this. And I blocked him and that was that. Mm. It's power in that blocking. Girl. Mm-mm, just blocking and move on. Yeah. There's nothing that you can say to me. There's nothing that you can do for me. You, you've had a month is ample amount of time for someone to show you their intentions. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely. Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm taking notes. <laughs> taking notes. All right, I have one more section I want to talk to you about, and I don't want to hold you any longer. <laughs> um, but I do want to talk about luxury, especially okay. black women, because it's becoming a big thing. Mm-hmm. So, and thanks to social media, we get to see that you know that luxury for black women is becoming a way of life and a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know that luxury is subjective to the person. So my question to you is, how do you define luxury? To me, luxury is being able to do what you want, 
when you want, how you want, at no expense to anyone else. For the most part, I can get up and go when I want, how I want, and it costs no one anything. And to me, that is a luxury. Yes, it is. It's freedom. It looks like free. It sounds like freedom. It, and that's basically, yes, it's freedom. Freedom on your terms, not anyone else's. Being, being able to live life on your, your terms is luxury. Yeah. So how would you say your luxury journey is going? Well, I've always tried to, even when I was not making the money that I'm making now, mm-hmm. I've always tried to treat myself here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, but real luxury, I'm really just not getting into it. Mm-hmm. I think my goal was to pay off all my debt by the end of last year, and I did. So I came into the year debt-free. Yes. And that was a luxury for me. I was just like, yes, here we go. Yes. So that, I was able to, you know, start affording things a little bit differently. I got myself a Louis Vuitton necklace. I'm looking at Chanel bags. I'm looking at Cartier jewelry. And I can actually afford it without break the bank. I'm looking at properties mm. because I'm generating gen- generational wealth. I know that's right. And I took my first first class flight when I came to Mexico and I said, I'm never flying economy ever again in my life. <laughs> Girl, I'm not. I'm not doing it again. You know how uh, on longer flights they give you a little peanut snack or in some water. I've never been on. A, I've never taken a flight. You've never been on a plane? No. Okay, we got to change that. Well, I do have some trips um, coming up. One in August to go to California. Okay, um, where are you located now? Huh? Where are you located now? I'm in Virginia. I'm in California this whole time. Mm-mm, I'm in Southern Virginia. No, my my brother lives out in California, and um, he's getting married. And then for my birthday, I'm going on a cruise. It's gonna it's gonna be a solo cruise because nobody, everybody's like, oh, I'm gonna come, and then I heard nothing. So okay. it's it turned into a solo trip. Mm-hmm. So I'm nervous about that, but I'm. I was thinking about fl- maybe flying um, first class because I keep seeing the Steve Harvey reel talk about flying first class. So I was like, maybe I should do that for my birthday. Do it, do it, do it. It's a lovely experience. I've never flying economy ever again in my life. Oh, ever right. in my life. And as far as the cruise on your own. Mm-hmm. You you go on dates. You go on solo dates, right? You date yourself. Yes, I love I love taking myself out on a date by myself. Lovely. So it's literally that just on a little bit of a larger scale. Okay. You it's it's so amazing. I travel by myself. I most of the countries I've been to, I've been to alone. Mm-hmm. It is a lovely experience. You learn so much about yourself. So I I say if you can do it one time in your life, embrace it. For as long as you can. It is a lovely, lovely journey. So I'm happy for you. That's exciting. Thank you. Yes. Um so you flew first class down there. I did. 
how was that? Girl, amazing. So, like, oh, like I was saying, in economy, if the, the flight isn't too long, they'll like give you a little peanut snack and some water, or you know, little chips or something, just a little snack to hold you over. Girl, in the first class, they give you a box of snacks. I had seven different snacks in one box. And in economy, you have to typically pay for your beverages. Like if you want to get wine or soda or something, you have to pay for it. You don't have to pay for it. Hmm. Girl, I was, when I say I was drinking, I had about three glasses of wine on the plane. Hmm. And then, I don't know if you, well, I guess you've never been to Mexico, but if you come to Mexico, when you get off the airport, off the plane, and you're going to look for your Uber or taxi, the people at the car, uh, the counter before you get outside, mm-hmm. they gave, girl, they gave me three margaritas and two shots. <laughs> what? Yes. Girl, lovely experience. Never find any economy ever again in my life. You know what? It's Ain't done. nothing wrong with it. I don't blame you. It's done. If you can afford it, I say do it. At least just one time. Do it. Okay. <laughs> Right, work hard and you it might as well. Mm-hmm. I do want to ask you about your thoughts on maybe some black women feeling like other black women, like that have been in luxury for a while, um, that may be gatekeeping this new luxury lifestyle, and that um, it's only for the classes and the elitist. I believe it's true. Um, not all women are like that because I'm so thankful to have been able to pull in some resources and ask people for advice on where I'm trying to go. So I think that is narrative is shifting mm-hmm. slowly, but it's definitely still those gatekeepers. I am in a group of Black Girls Luxury group on on Facebook, and I made a post and I said, "Ladies that are millionaires that did not marry into wealth and did not inherit wealth, what did you do?" And while for the, it had like over 500 comments on that post. Mm-hmm. And the majority, I would say like 98% was positive feedback. People were saying what they did and what they didn't do. But the very first comment on that post was negative. Ooh. And it, it that, po- that comment triggered and it had maybe like 50 other comments under it of people saying like this is a tacky post why are you asking people how they got to their wealth this this is because that's what it's for how can anyone ever know what path to take if no one tells them why does everyone have to learn from hardship and experience right when you have the rule book trust me even with you giving people what you did they're still going to have some hardships along the way but you can make it easier so why not so it definitely is still happening but i do believe the narrative is changing um and people are coming into the realization that there's enough wealth in the world for everyone everyone can be wealthy especially with social media now there are so many ways to make money find your niche and, and, and go with it. For sure. For sure. For your niche. 
Okay. So, and then we also talked about um, not, you know, having the funds um, to begin, right? So, mm-hmm. for people that don't have a lot of funds, where would you say they, they could start? As a financial person, I say start budgeting. Mm-hmm. Now, if you are just making enough to just literally cover ends need and you can't even budget, mm-hmm. look at other avenues for revenue. Okay. You've got to start generating more income. Because, yeah, that it's unrealistic for me to tell you to save money if you're bringing in $1,800 a month and your expenses are $1,700. Mm-hmm. It's unrealistic. Right. It's, it's unrealistic for if, if your expenses are more than what your income is. Mm-hmm. If you're living in the deficit, no, you, you can't do it. So you got to fix that problem first. Either bringing in more more money by switching career fields or getting a part-time job or you know side hustle being an entrepreneur whatever that might look like for you to start bringing in more money mm-hmm. and then start budgeting with that because if you were making ends meet with you know your full-time job and it's tight and it's a struggle work a part-time job and save all the money from your part-time job or use your part-time job to start paying off those credit cards that, you know, give yourself a plan. I have worked two in June, June 14th, I would have been working two full-time jobs for a year. Mm. That's how I was able to pay off debt. That's how I'm able to start buying properties. That's how I'm able to start living a more luxurious life. I came up with a plan and I said, this is what I'm going to do. I began working on my credit because when I was young, I did some dumb decisions. Same. You know, I jacked up my credit or or I allowed other people to jack up my credit. Mm -hmm. And I'm proud to say hard work pays off. It took some time though. Like it, it took, I'm back in the 700 club, amen. Yes. yes. But it, it definitely, like, literally, this is new to me. Like, I had to work my, I'm, I'm still working two full-time jobs. Mm. Now, I will say I have a little more ease, so if I don't want to work, I haven't worked one of them in almost three weeks now, and I'm okay. I'm fine. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm no longer, I have a nice savings. I'm no longer living paycheck to paycheck, and I'm finally able to start investing and start you know, really generating wealth, but I think it starts off with seeing where you are. You have to be honest where you are right now. If you are you living in the deficit? Are you living beyond your means? Or do you just not make it not make enough? Mm-hmm. And then finding solutions to that problem. If you're not making enough, get another job. Get a higher paying job. If you can't get another job, get a higher paying job. Get one that's that's more conducive for your lifestyle. You say, oh, well, it's education or it's my background. I've been in prison. I've been in jail. Baby, you got to hustle then. Hustle. You're gonna have to get a part-time job that might seem like it's below your means. See if you can get a job that pays pays in cash under the table so it's tax-free. See if you can start making food for people. 
selling, donating, selling your clothes that you have, selling decorations, selling furniture that you no longer need, shoes that you're not going to wear, clothes that you know you can't fit in or not going to be able to fit into. It, it calls for some hard decisions to start being made if you want to live a certain life. For yes, sure. Sacrifices. For sure. It's true. I'm in this, I'm in that realm. And I do, I share. I, I don't share a lot on my platform. Sometimes I do, but I've shared some things. Um, and just like you, I've paid off some debt. I'm, on paper, I'm debt free, but there's still some debts, especially student loan debt. But for sure, and I've, I've been working two jobs for like a few years. Mm. So, that's exhausting. <laughs> It is. It's exhausting. Like I've always had multiple jobs as well, mm-hmm. but this is the first time I had two full-time jobs and they were remote and mm. it's mentally exhausting. I don't know what your, what are your two jobs? Are they full-time, one part-time, one full-time or? One full-time, one part-time. And you have to physically go in? Yeah, physically go in. Oof. Yeah, that's exhausting. It is. And for years? Oh yeah, that takes a toll. It is, but I'm gonna claim this now. I'm eventually gonna be working maybe remote with a better paying job. Mm-hmm. And on some businesses, I do eventually wanna start, start working two jobs and just enjoy life. Mm-hmm. And the best way to do that is to make your money make your money. Let your money make money for you. And that's where I am starting. I said this time next year, I would have made my first 100,000. Claiming you get it. Girl. It's yours. Claiming it's yours. It's so funny because I just thought, you you were claiming your 100,000. And I said, yesterday, I literally said, by next year, I want to start a business. I kind of know what I want to start it as. I have so many ideas, but this one, it really just hit me yesterday. Um, but I guess we can talk about that later. Yeah, I was going to say, don't share it on the platform. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, it's not it's not for everybody to know. Everybody ain't got to know what you're working on. Yeah, I haven't I haven't started working on it, but I just had the thought. So, but I'm going to research it, hopefully this weekend. So, three important areas for women who are just starting on their luxury journey. So what should they focus on? I feel like I know what you might say, but... (laughs) Honestly, focus, make sure you're healed mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Um, But I mean all that in kind of in one because that's an internal focus. Mm -hmm. And that's being able to afford therapy, being able to, to afford not going to work because you, you can't you don't have the capacity that day that's a luxury in itself um but i i say focus on that internal work first because it is nothing worse than having a person that is unhealed start receiving all these luxury items and their their character is trash i i think people mm. understand that luxury and class go hand in hand mm. 
If you're not classy, you're literally just a ghetto bimbo with a Gucci belt. That's trying to just dress up some trash. Exactly. Trying to make some shit look like steak. (laughs) No, ma'am. That's what we're not going to do. So he'll focus on that internal work. Secondly, I don't believe in owning all these luxury items and not actually having wealth or having something that generates wealth. Like I said, before I bought my necklace, I I got me a Roth IRA account and I started investing. Um, My my ex actually bought me my first stock for my birthday and we got Microsoft stock at $133. When I finally sold it, it was worth $300 per share. Yes. So I say start securing things that are going to make you money outside of you working for it. Make start start securing something that's going to make you money while you're asleep. So that can come in the form of 401k's, money market accounts, Roth IRAs, something with some compound interest like a Roth IRA account. Mm-hmm. Get into stocks. You don't have to know a lot about stocks. I do suggest because the more you get into it, you will start being more interested because your money is involved and you'll start doing your research that you need to do for it. But start. I invest $1 every single day into five different stocks. I have Amazon, Apple, Microsoft, Vanguard. Um, and I, is it Tesla? It may not be Tesla, but it's one other every single day. Just one dollar, and when the, with the stock market being low, if you see something that you know is going to boom, like Microsoft and Apple and certain certain stocks, girl, drop the money. Even if it's just five dollars, yeah. Just have to talk. I have listen. I have money in stocks, but I'm like, I don't know nothing about stocks. No, you, nothing about it. <coughs> <coughs> You will pick up as you go, and I'm, I actually just finished a class on uh, Monday, mm-hmm. my stock class, my cryptocurrency class, actually. So you you learn as you go, and it's not something. It, it's only you know you you got to give yourself time and be patient with yourself. Mm-hmm. But I say start somewhere, like just even if it's a dollar, because today's dollar is worth so much more to, than tomorrow's. Inflation is a beast, for sure. So you need to start getting something that combats inflation, not just combats it to break you even, but makes you some money on, on the long end. I uh, to learn. So, so, I mean, max out your 401k with your employer mm-hmm. every year. That's a great way to start. Because I remember when I left the bank, mm-hmm. I was so poor. I was literally banking. My checks from the bank was $350 every two weeks. I had to work two other jobs, like I said. My rent was twelve hundred dollars a month. I and I had to. And thank God, I found a roommate. It was a one-bedroom apartment, but I found a roommate. And so my rent was six fifty. But you know, I'm only making seven hundred dollars from the bank. I'm making six hundred dollars as a hostess. Um, And then I was a hostess at another restaurant and I wasn't working there as consistently. So I was making another $300. So I think altogether I was bringing in about $1,600, maybe $1,500 a month. I had rent, I had to pay for school. Girl, I didn't have any money. Girl, I'm so broke. 
I remember, oh my God, I needed to catch the train and I, I was catching the bus, but I didn't have money for my card to catch the bus. So every morning I would try to catch the bus and I would act like my, my card wasn't working when it was just no money on it and he would still let me ride. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> what else you gotta do? I understand. I understand. I was, so I, so first one, internally, he'll work on that, do that internal work, do that self work. Second one, find ways to, to guarantee money reserves and guarantee um, money coming back to you. So your 401ks, your Roth IRAs, um, online savings accounts have great interest rates. Find you something, Roth IRA is a compound interest account. So do that. Um, yeah, those are those are good options to start, even if it's just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And those are long-term investments because you'll see your money multiply. And then thirdly, after you've done that, then I say really start looking for some some ways to make some real money, such as in, in, on a faster scale, such as real estate, maybe a career change. Because the goal is to be able to live life on your terms mm-hmm. and you have to have money to do that. You have to have money to be flexible like that. So you gotta find what works for you. Um, I'm, I'm just now getting to step three where I'm starting to purchase real estate and you know, looking at that sort of thing and use first time homeowner programs, get your credit together. Like it's, you got this. So yeah, step three would be getting to, to real estate to start generating general generational wealth. I think, um, I think we're in the same, uh, Facebook group, the luxury group. And I was seeing mm-hmm. that and I'm, I'm, I don't say much, but I'm like, I'm watching. I'm like, okay, what can I learn? What can I learn? Um, so that's, that's another way. Yes, absolutely. And I don't know if you're in the Facebook group, the budget niche, the dream catchers Facebook group, but that's a really, really good group. Okay. I'll, um, I need to add them. I do have her, I actually do have her book and I learned a lot and I have implemented some things, but I haven't finished it. Um, it's a good book. But I'll join that group as well. Just two more questions before I let you go. And I'm thank thank you for your time because we've been at it for a while. I know. This is right unexpectedly, but it, I'm liking it. Hasn't felt like that long to be honest. No, it's not when you're dropping gems and just having dope conversation. <laughs> so what do you think it is a an important gem all women should take along their soft? life luxury journey mm. this is repetitive at this point but be true to yourself and be honest with yourself about who you are and be true to that. Like I said, honestly, I think going against what you believe in is the gravest injustice you can do to yourself. Because you stop trusting yourself when you start going against your intuition. You stop, you stop 
learning, you stop learning yourself. You stop evolving when you start going against who you are. Mm. And the world needs you, not what the society thinks you should be. Show up as your authentic self. Absolutely. And learn who that is. Yes. That's the important piece. The last thing I want to ask you, what do you love? I feel like you answered this, but I'm going to ask it. What do you love about being a black woman? What don't I love about being a black woman? I love all the stares that I give, good and bad. I I love the diversity of black women. We are the only ones that can give birth to every single race. Mm. We're the only ones that can be as pale as printing paper and as dark as a night sky. Mm. We're the only ones that can have every single texture up here. Mm-hmm. We we are goddesses. Yeah. We gave birth to humanity. Mm. There is no world without us. <laughs> that's that's true. Told no lies. Well, I would never choose to be anything else. God bless black women. Absolutely. Protect black women. Protect them too, yes. So I'm going to say thank you. Is there anything you like to say or add? Um, I say chase peace chase love and chase joy um the rest will come but life is for living yes and and if you're not living you gotta change something because life is so so short and what are they gonna say on your tombstone oh she worked her whole life hmm at the end of the day, you will never wish you spent more time at work. Mm. But you'll wish you, you went on that family trip. You'll wish you went on that vacation. You'll wish you went to the movies that one time. You'll wish you went to the restaurant. You wish you, would, you took that chance. Mm. Money will always, you'll make it back. Your money, you'll always make it back. And things will always work out. Mm. You'll never get time back, though. Mm. Yes. Yes. Live. Take some chances. Be smart. Put your best foot forward. Mm-hmm. Work smart and work hard. And make the life that you want for yourself. Well, I am truly inspired. Like, you don't even know. I'm sitting here looking at 
old vision board I did. I'm looking at the one I did for this year. I you have me inspired. <laughs> from the moment you we started recording. Mm. Oh, this chat was definitely needed. Thank you. And I feel very, very, like I said, I feel so privileged and honored that you even thought about me because I'm just here trying to live my little life. So I'm happy that, you know, there's something that someone can get out of my experiences. For sure. Yes, you were definitely, I I don't even know if it was before you even reached out to me about the job but yes you I was like I really want to and I don't know how um but I'm thankful that you that you were willing to do this and up to it and even having tough conversations at the beginning uh with me but thank you for coming definitely inspiring me I'm definitely like yeah I say I want to do x y and z but now it's really like all right well show up for yourself do it you have to girl you you've got one life and it's about you you're the only one girl you have to show up for yourself after this i'm about to study some more spanish and find some properties that i want to buy mm-hmm. and work on me so yes you you deserve it you owe it to yourself to make a life for yourself mm, yes you owe yourself that might as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm trying to enjoy life's moments and not work my life to death. You got it, and you can do it, even in those little moments. You got this. Thank you. Um, but thank you for this. And I, I got some things to send you, and some things I would like to chat about. I probably won't send it right after this. But okay. Thank you again for your time, and we will be talking soon. Um, All right. I look forward to having. I look forward to talking to you. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Do you want to shout out your social medias again? Um. Sure. You guys can follow me on Instagram at I am Janice, which is J H O N E, and you can follow me on uh, Facebook, Janice Lewis. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be the only one that pops up. So, yeah, you can take a glimpse into my life and my journey here in Mexico and my. Med- assimilation and how that's going all right thank you so much again and enjoy your night we'll be talking soon all right thank you dear have a good night you too bye-bye bye